Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. It's another episode of Friendly Reminder. It's your friendly reminder of what's going on around the world, in our lives, and everything in between. My name is Gus, and I'm your host as always. And joining me today are my good friends, starting with Eric. Eric, how are you today? I'm doing great, Gus. How are you? Doing good. Thank you so much for joining us today. Dan, thank you for being here. How are you? Good. Good. Doing real great. Perfect. And folks, you've been clamoring for it. You've been asking us, demanding it. Back by popular demand, Sam. How are you today? Welcome back. Thank you. I'm doing great. I'm ready to get started. Well, we've missed you, so happy to have you back. So let's go ahead and get started, folks. We're, we're going to do something a little different today. You all know I love conspiracy theories, right? I, I think they're great. I don't at all think they're corrosive or dangerous. Or <laughs> our society currently. <laughs> <laughs> or lead once rational people down rabbit holes where they come out thinking that their god emperor had an election stolen from him from those dastardly pedophile Democrats. Nothing like that. So we're going to actually just talk about some conspiracy theories on this episode. They've actually been making the rounds from perhaps COVID coming from a lab, a little bit of a UFO talk. But we're going to start with our bread and butter here at Friendly Reminder. Uh, we're going to start with the conspiracy we've been peddling this whole time, which is American democracy is about to end in probably the next couple of years. A lot has happened since the last time we were here uh, together, the, one of which is that in late May, um, there was a bipart so-called bipartisan legislation to establish an independent commission to investigate the January 6th uh, attack was introduced um, in Congress and it passed the House. Uh, however, it was killed in the Senate via filibuster. Uh, six Republicans did vote in favor of it. Uh, it got 54 votes. Some some uh, senators skipped the vote, including Kristen Sinema, Democrat from Arizona, which I don't know what what that was all about. But long story short, she knew she knew it was going to fail. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's right. the implication that she knew it was going to get filibustered. Long story short, it's dead. Um, it, it was killed by filibuster. It's not going to be um, reintroduced in any other way. I think Biden, the Biden administration has said that they're not interested in doing their own um, executive investigation into this. And it's just another example of what the filibuster is, right? It's not any kind of attempt to bring in bipartisan support. It just is a way for Republicans to kill pretty rational bills with minority rule. Joe Manchin has come out um, saying that he has no intention of killing the filibuster. And he also says that he is voting against the For the People Act, uh, which is another legislation intended for voter reform to try to restrict voter suppression that's going on in many states, including Georgia and our very own Texas. Oh, he's voting against it? It's not just that he opposes using reconciliation. He's actively opposing it? He's voting against it. He says that it's a it's a partisan legislation, which is why he's not in favor of it. Um, he did say that he is um, in favor of the John Lewis Act, which is a, a smaller, more condensed uh, voter reform bill. Um, it's unclear whether... Um, they have enough votes for that. Obviously, since Manchin does not want to kill the filibuster, they're going to need 10 Republican votes for, for, for that to pass. I don't 
see that as very likely. They're not going to get it. <laughs> right. That's what's funny is they're like they're they're moderating everything and it's still nothing is going to pass, right? Nothing is going to pass. Like I saw a tweet I saw a tweet the other day. Oh, uh, Mitt Romney is going to thinks he can get eight Republicans on a deal to it was something like uh God, I don't even remember what it was. I think it was the child some child care thing that he's interested in and I was like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> who cares? It's not going to pass. You can get eight Republicans, it means nothing. I mean, they got they only got six for uh, uh to, you know to just introduce a bipartisan commission to investigate this an attack in in their very workplace and they couldn't get 10 republicans for for that how are they going to get 10 republicans for an actual reasonable infrastructure bill which is what's currently going on like the Joe, the Biden administration is is negotiating with the republicans we've already seen the bill get watered down from what used to be two trillion all the way down to one trillion i believe the, the 10 senators that he's working with right now are have have a a bill but that's less than a trillion it's around 900 billion uh over five years so that's already getting reduced and all probably it was still it's still not going to pass it's still not going to get the 10 10 republican votes uh so unless joe manchin actually changes his mind about the filibuster which he's not going to it's it seems pointless to even have these negotiations uh I don't know. I'm I've been viewing these things and I'm very concerned. And we've we've seen uh, what the Republicans are willing to do here in Texas in terms of voter suppression. We've seen what they're willing to do in Georgia. Um, I think uh, if if Democrats are willing to kill the filibuster and even Joe Manchin has signaled that he's not particularly interested in using reconciliation to pass the infrastructure bill. The Biden administration uh, is over. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to get anything done. Like, literally, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> then we're done. <laughs> Wrap it up. It's done. Like, what? Yeah. OK, so what about so let's go to the next level of conspiracy on this. This is what Dems want, right? They got the they got the. This is what the, the moderate Dems still want, right? You get you get uh, Diane Feinstein quoted like, "Well, we're not going to get rid of the filibuster because democracy is not." You know, I don't know what the exact quote is, but but democracy is not actually in danger, right? Like the, we've been hearing from Dems the whole time Trump's in presidency. And, you know, not and I'm not saying it's like some conspiracy theory, like it culminated in a fucking attack on the Capitol. <laughs> Like it, there was a conspiracy against democracy and an attempt to overturn a fucking election and continual attempts to overturn an election. Um, but the Dems are not like ultimately the uh, this is how the conspiracy goes. And a lot of people on the left are saying it. I sound like Trump. A lot of people are saying it. Uh, but it's it's the Dems are not interested in actually getting any of this stuff done. So this is an easy way in the same way Republicans they got their judges, they got their tax cuts, uh, they got them through without filibuster, uh, without, uh, you know, did it through reconciliation. They didn't give a fuck about uh, bipartisanship. <laughs> like, fuck that. Uh, and then all the very, very unpopular stuff they wanted to do. You know, a lot of the stuff the core, the base wanted to do, you know, build a wall, things like that. They just didn't let it happen. Because, like, why? Why let it happen? We'll sit on our hands. Um, and then maybe so. So the argument is that the flip side. So do, what do you what do you think of that argument? I don't know if I maybe I buy it for some Dems who are like, OK, we can kind of put all this on mansion and not actually 
follow through with this stuff like feinstein for example who just kind of blurts stuff out loud uh but i don't know what do you think uh you know i see a lot of people pointing fingers and saying well this is what the dems do why even vote for them i think there is some truth to that uh, i think that there are some senators that are okay with mansion coming out being the one that uh, says that he's not interested in killing the filibuster and a lot of them can just kind of breathe a sigh of relief and just not say anything um there's a lot of Democrats that haven't really said much on on whether they oppose or are for killing the filibuster. They've they remained silent. We're kind of under the assumption that it's Mansion and Cinema because they're the ones that have come out saying they're against killing the filibuster. But we really don't have a clear count as to how many Democrats are for killing the filibuster. We've seen a few come out. Um, has. Bernie Sanders come out, by the way, and said that he's for killing the filibuster because I still haven't. He said he wasn't when he was running for president. And that's the last I heard of his position. So I'd be interested in somebody asking him. I imagine he's in favor of it now, of killing the filibuster now. But I, I've looked into it and I haven't seen um, a clear answer to that, at least a recent one. Yeah, but if I mean, Bernie, if Bernie doesn't support it, we or if Bernie doesn't support killing it, then we'll never hear another Ava rewrap of him trying to do a filibuster by talking about Evangelion. So, you know. Yeah. And our American democracy lives <laughs> all the time. If, I mean, if I recall correctly, at least before the election, he was a vocal advocate of not not killing it and he was a big fan of reconciliation he said that it's it's a tool that he can use to <laughs> uh to to pass his his um uh, his legislation if he were to to be president um i think look it, yes it's the republicans that are actively in favor of, of killing democracy as we know it or whether you want to call it democracy or or, or a representative republic whatever but as we know it uh however democrats know this and at least a handful of them are okay with letting it happen essentially i mean that the, there's no other way of explaining it because when has the filibuster actually done its so-called job and brought two parties together to to pass a, a major bill when was the last time that happened the china <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah the china bill the anti-china bill or the the pro-america anti-china bill uh, but that, that had nothing to do with the filibuster bringing them together. No, and you're going to see it with infrastructure. It's, it's not going to happen. I mean, if and if it does happen, it's going to be like a seven hundred billion dollar proposal that is is a, just a band aid on our actual infrastructure problem. Um, so it's I I don't. I don't see the purpose of the filibuster. I don't see why we need to we need to have it uh, in the Senate. And I don't. The Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema have not made even a remotely persuasive argument as to why they're against uh, uh, killing the filibuster. And when that's the case, like I can't just keep blaming Republicans. Yes, they're the ones actively trying to kill it, but. It is discouraging. It is discouraging having to have this you know, Democrats get this massive, almost impossible coalition by a miracle. They they get the majority because Trump and, and McConnell threw them a bone in Georgia. Uh, Trump by saying that votes don't count and McConnell by being against six hundred dollars going directly to people. Uh, so they won that by a miracle. And they have this very rare chance to to get them massive legislation through in the hopes of of being triumphant in 2022 and instead they're picking the filibuster over a political victory and over 
democracy as we know it. The filibuster. Yeah, but I mean, it's the filibuster. You know, it's like, yay, we can go against things that we don't like anymore. Filibuster. We can watch Mr. Smith goes to Washington over and over and just enjoy the hell out of that movie. That's American democracy to me. So I guess we got to look forward, right? I mean, what what's the neck? What happens in the midterms? Well, I think Republicans take back the Senate. Yes, I think right. so. That's the most likely. I think that's outcome. the most likely. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only if if Joe Manchin is not going to change his mind, which he's not, the only way forward is for somehow Democrats to win more seats in 2022 and not lose the House. So win more seats in the Senate and not lose the House, both of which are very difficult things to do. Um, and historically speaking, it's not in favor of the Democrats. Usually the party in power loses seats in, in the midterms. So if Republicans win the House, which is likely... Yeah, not, not to mention... Not getting anything done isn't exactly a great thing to run on uh, when you, you know, maybe potentially got a bunch of new voters, especially in a place like Georgia, um, a bunch of new people on the promise of, you know, what what was the thing with the checks, $2,000 checks, and then they cut it down to 1400 and said, oh, yeah, if that's if you add it to the $600, uh, the, sa- the same kind of thing. Uh, it's going to be I think the midterms are going to be a bloodbath. Let's take the the um, child tax credits, for example. So they're, they're getting direct payments right now. If there is no further legislation that expires uh, next year before the midterms. Um, and so people are just going to look at that and be like, well, I was getting money and now I'm not getting money. Like but because they decided not to not to extend uh, this tax credit that was really helpful for me and for my family. Uh, and what are Democrats going to say? Well, we didn't, but you have the filibuster. That makes you feel better. Like It's going to be a bloodbath. You got that warm feeling. You can feed your family that warm feeling of bipartisanship. Because bipartisanship is important to American families. Yes. Yeah. So I Googled Bernie Sanders filibuster, and the first article that comes up is Bernie Sanders will filibuster an override of President Donald Trump's defense bill veto unless the Senate holds a vote. Um, that was in the December 28th of 2020. But if you, uh, a little further, there's an article on Sanders.Senate.gov that, uh, from July of 2020. It says Sanders supports ending the filibuster. Quote, uh, President Obama is absolutely right. It is an outrage that modern day poll taxes, gerrymandering, ID requirements and other forms of voter suppression still exist today. We must pass a comprehensive agenda to guarantee the rights and dignity of everyone in this country. And that means, among other things, reauthorizing and expanding the Voting Rights Act, for which Congressman John Lewis put his life on the line. As Obama said, if that requires us to eliminate the filibuster, then that is what we must do. Okay, I think that's a good. It's a little qualified. He's like, if it requires us to eliminate the filibuster, then that is what we must do. Come on. (laughs) You know exactly what's happening. Let's be real here. Like, we're not living in some sort of fucking fantasy land. Yes, all of this stuff requires eliminating the filibuster. You shouldn't be qualifying it. Just say, we need to get rid of the filibuster if we have a chance saving democracy, people. (laughs) Um, Instead, Dems, you know, the, the quotes I have seen have been like, well, we can't get the votes. We don't have the votes. Uh, well, you know, the votes just aren't there. And it's like, well, yeah. It's because they don't want them to be there. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true for some of the more, like, stalwart people. I think it's more that they're just sort of resigned to 
letting letting it be I, I, I don't know i guess they maybe they just don't see being able to petition their uh senate colleagues to i don't know how you think bipartisanship is going to work if you can't even get two two or a handful or a sufficient number of dems to agree to get rid of the filibuster when it's like clearly creating a pat a block to any any sort of legislation going through like is there any are they planning on do you think that they're going to pass any major piece of legislation in the next like foreseeable future not i mean they would need to get joe manchin on board with using reconciliation to pass an infrastructure bill it's more similar to what joe biden originally proposed more than what what's going on right now i don't know if that's going to happen the thing is is that well i mean in terms of not having the votes you can actually blame the fact that democrats weren't able to win very winnable elections in north carolina in iowa in maine among other states but because of this current scenario, this 50-50 scenario that we're in, nobody has any kind of leverage on Joe Manchin. I mean, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Uh, there's nothing that any Democrat can do, because what are you going to do? Uh, is, are, are, is the DNC going to come out and say, like, we're going to try to primary you? Uh, and then if they're even successful with that, which they're probably not going to be, they have a less popular candidate in West Virginia. Maybe Joe Manchin isn't even interested in running for re-election. He hasn't declared that he's going to run for re-election yet, so we don't even know that. And he's a Democrat that's won in West fucking Virginia. There's what can you what can you even possibly threaten him with at all? Nothing. Like there's and it's frustrating. It's frustrating to be in this position because he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Uh, now, I do think he's possibly giving cover for other Democrats. I'm, I'm, I'm with that. But even if that were not the case, there is actually nothing you can possibly do except win more seats in 2022, which is a very difficult proposition. I'm worried. All right. Conspiracy debunked or partially debunked, <laughs> I guess. Or at least that's what we do here in friendly reminder. We give you the truth. It's more like a conspiracy of silence because, yeah, they basically just get to hang out behind cinema and mansion and who knows what they really, really think. I mean, it's honestly what it seems like right now is that they don't give a shit. All Democrats like they're you. What you were saying earlier, Gus, was that we don't have a clear account of who is actually for ending the filibuster. And they're the people that are the Democrats that aren't for it are just letting Joe Manchin speak for them so that it won't happen. Like they just don't care anymore. I think that's the impression that they give. I, I do generally think I mean, it's not even think there are Democrats, prominent Democrats like Elizabeth Warren. Um, and I mean, there was that statement that Eric just read about Bernie Sanders, which I think Dan's right. It is kind of qualified, but it's still more so something I would like to hear that are saying that they are willing to kill the filibuster, right? Like, so there are Democrats. I'm not going to go as far as to say all Democrats don't give a shit, but enough of them do that. It's very discouraging for those that voted for, for the party, you know, or donated for the party. I donated more the last election cycle than I have in my life by like tenfold. <laughs> like yeah. it was for me, a lot of money that I put in and to just, and, and, you know, after Georgia to, be uh, very um i don't want to use the term happy but i was uh, it was a relief you know seeing those results in georgia and you know 
I understood that Joe Manchin was going to be Joe Manchin, but it opened up a little bit more possibilities. But and it started great, right? Like I, I actually think the COVID relief bill was fantastic. I think the tax credits, uh, the, the child tax credits are great and they should be extended permanently. Um, I think Joe Biden proposing that $2 trillion infrastructure po- uh, legislation or whatever bill was very positive. Uh, I thought it was off to a good start, but now this, now the Biden administration negotiating to a dead end with infrastructure and lowering the bill in half already, knowing we're not going to get anything done. Um, how can you not be frustrated? And, and you know, I, AOC has gone out there and saying that Democrats are just wasting time. Um, and she, yeah, and like, obviously, politically speaking, she can say that because she's she's in a safe district uh, that that she's going to win re-election. But she beat a pretty prominent incumbent Democrat to, to get there. So, um, I, you know, it's 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 easy to understand the frustration. Uh, I'm frustrated. And I think I'm, I'm more on the liberal side than the leftist side in terms of the Democrat coalition. And I'm frustrated. I'm just more tired of anything. It's like it's like when is this going to end? It's not going to end soon. It's not it might not ever end like it's going to it's going to end when Democrats get kicked out and, and the Republicans kill the filibuster. And then the Supreme Court is, I don't know, um, eight one oh, majority God. conservative, because <laughs> that's another thing. Um, Justice Breyer is, is saying that he doesn't need to retire. He's also saying that, well, they, they can just come together. You know, all you need to do is, is ask your Republican friend, what are you thinking about? What's going on? And then they'll reach a, an understanding at some point. That is a fantasy. That is a delusion. They're not even in favor of investigating like, a I'm riot. I'm of murdering all the pedophiles in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, all right. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. That's my conspiracy theory. I'm standing by it. And I'm hoping it's wrong, actually. But We all hope it's I'm wrong, scared. honestly. Yeah. Let's go ahead and move on to our the next topic, though, because this has been a very interesting uh, sort of development that's been going on. Um, obviously, COVID-19 still a threat, even though the you know vaccinations here in America are going strong, although they are kind of subsiding. Uh, the numbers have gone down, unfortunately, recently. Um, but we've been taking a closer look into what are the origins of the virus. Um, now, Originally speaking, I think still predominantly, it was believed that this was a just like SARS, just like MERS, just like Ebola, um, simply a virus that transmitted from either another species directly, like a bat, or perhaps went from one species to an intermediate species and then to us. Uh, just like uh, most viruses are, are, are transmitted to humans. Based on some reports uh, by the Wall Street Journal uh, uh, that came out in May, indicating that in November of 2019, three staff members in the Wuhan Wuhan lab um, of, uh, of virology, I believe, were um, went to a hospital uh, because they had symptoms that were similar to to COVID-19 symptoms. Um, And last month, also, the Joe Biden administration uh, put out a statement indicating that uh, there's there's no one consensus as to where the virus originated from. And right now, it looks like it's coalescing around two, which is one, that it, it 
was transferred from from another species to humans, or it might have come from a lab. As soon as that came out, there was a lot of talk, a lot of Fox News uh, 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 talking heads, a lot of politicians came out basically saying this this proves them right. It proves that this this was this came from China. This came from a lab. This uh, China should be held uh, accountable. Um, Trump was right all along. Uh, and other people, you know, also just questioning whether we should have been dismissive of the fact that this could have actually originated from a lab. Because early on, this was dismissed, like, to, to be clear, this was dismissed pretty, pretty thoroughly. Uh, and it, it kind of never came back until now. What do you guys think uh, is what I want to hear. Like, do, do you think this was dismissed too quickly by the media and by the scientific community among other? Well, and I do want to say there are there were members of the scientific uh, community that considered this a plausible event, not the likeliest, but a plausible scenario. Um, I, do I think it was dismissed too quickly? Possibly. I think the scientific community and the media in general has become has tried to become um much more or you would hope that they've become tried to become much more sensitive to what we've been talking about like the proliferation of conspiracy theories and uh misinformation often from the right sometimes from the left too uh that um can you know permeate our society and often are invoked for politically convenient reasons to you know demonize uh, certain people or on the flip side to avoid accountability so yeah i do think that it's possible that this was dismissed too quickly another thing as i as i dug into it a little more i think that one of the reasons it may have it it from a scientific perspective and and I'll say you know I'm obviously not a scientist I can't comment on the actual you know the scientific evidence um other than sort of what I've read but it'll all be from a layman's perspective so keep that in mind but um one of the things that seemed to uh, affect the way that the scientific community reached uh, a fairly quick consensus that it was a natural phenomena was through a lot of comedy uh and comedy i mean sort of like a professionalism i guess they basically did not deeply investigate the denials of the uh scientists in the lab the the who investigation in particular is being criticized for being a little too like okay we basically accept the uh, the scientists on their face, the Chinese uh, scientists, and I, not now, and I'm not saying that oh they're Chinese scientists, so we have to disbelieve them. But at the same time, it is a government lab, and the Chinese government, in particular, has been very has not been particularly cooperative about uh, allowing independent investigations into the origin of this thing. So, and and I will say that the um, the on its face, the circumstantial evidence. Um, and again, this is basically piecing together reporting, uh, a bunch of different reporting, and we could talk about how each of the individual pieces of reporting has sort of issues on its face. They're all very qualified. They're all from anonymous um, sources that aren't particularly well described. I'm talking mainly about the Wall Street Journal piece here. Um, and, you know, people have pointed out that um, the shape of this, these leaks is 
is, um, at, you know, similar to the leaks uh, ahead of the Iraq war, uh, which is to say they're they're coming out in dribs and drabs in a very confirmatory way. But e- even one of the individuals in the Wall Street Journal article was apparently one of the people behind some of the misinformation about uh, Saddam's weapons of mass destruction that he got from trustworthy intelligence. Now, I'm not saying that should lead you to automatically disbelieve every piece of evidence. All I'm saying is, while you can take the whole circumstantial case on its face and say, wow, that sounds very persuasive that it came from a lab, there's a lot to poke in in the terms of the individual pieces of information, right? So that's where I come from. So the circumstantial case, I think, is is persuasive in terms of you can put together a very persuasive case. And that is, there's this uh, virology institute in Wuhan. They were, you know, looking into bat coronaviruses. Admittedly, one of those coronaviruses was was, you know, something like a 96 percent relative to the the big one, COVID-19. Um, they look at those back coronaviruses. Uh, the three people got sick. China covering up, you know, not not uh, providing, not being fully cooperative with the data. I think there there's like another. This seemed very thin, but again, it's just one of those things you throw on the stack. Is that there was apparently like a reduction in uh, cell phone usage at the, and this is where you see where it, it kind of turns into like very conspiratorial. Uh, there was a reduction in cell phone usage apparently that the U.S. intelligence observed over the area where the lab would be over a certain period of days that was consistent with them shutting the lab down uh, for some period. Um, so all of this goes together to say, oh, oh, and another thing is they have not located. So the wet market where they think it may have originated from it, they were only they're only able to uh, trace something like 50 of the first 100 cases to that wet market. So they're not sure, you know, they're looking a little more skeptically at the idea mm. of whether it could be the origin. And on top of that, I, I believe, again, this is one of those things where I'm piecing together a bunch of reporting. So you kind of have to trust in the reporting. I believe China destroyed the wet market. Uh, you know, I you know, there was a pretext of, well, we need to destroy all the potentially infectious material. But at the same time, it made it very difficult to trace the origins of the uh, perhaps intentionally difficult to trace the origins of the of the uh, virus. Um, I will tell you, in the recent days, I have seen word that they have discovered a closer relative of the coronavirus in naturally occurring in Asia. I have not heard much about that, but that could, that tends to weigh in favor of the natural uh, uh, hypothesis because uh, the bat, you know, the virus in the Wuhan Institute was uh, 96%, something like 96%, which sounds like a lot, but that's actually, you know, it could be, it's actually, you know, we are 96 percent similar to like chimpanzees you know it, it, it it's it's not on its face a lot so if they found a closer relative naturally occurring that kind of weighs in favor of that um so i think i've i've done a reasonably good job summarizing the evidence the best sort of circumstantial evidence and i think it's not you know not um absurd yeah. on its face i think there was a tendency uh maybe you know for me too to dismiss it on its face because it was coming from trump in a way where it would like uh 
he would use it to dismiss his uh, responsibility, right? Because he'd be calling it the China virus. And so so I think that may have led me to be more skeptical than I probably should have been. Um, at the same time, I do find it kind of weird that as as sort of interested as Trump seemed to be in the fact that China was behind it, there does not seem to be ha- have been any kind of substantive investigation uh, by the United States uh, intelligence community in the way that Joe Biden is now asking for. So. Those are my thoughts on it. Yeah, so so it's weird that he was like, "Oh, it's the China virus," and then apparently never really investigated it. Yeah, Trump never. Yeah, actually... but I mean, that's that that's that's how Trump operates. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's here's my concern, right? Like, I, I think, and this doesn't apply to to everybody that is perhaps perhaps believes in the in the Wuhan lab uh, origin, or at least wants uh, wants to take a closer look to and take it more seriously. There are people that are well meaning and just want to get to the origins of this virus because we need to. It's it's something that we absolutely need to do. But my concern is when this came out, I saw a lot of people for political reasons say um, essentially that. Trump was right all along. And in fact, I saw a lot of, you know, even a New York Times article that that says that this this was something that Trump was was um, uh, saying and Republicans were saying and Democrats were dismissive. But that's not entirely true. I mean, Trump, the, the Trump actually praised a president of China when when um, when this originated and said that they were doing a good job in controlling it and that it wasn't a danger and it wasn't going to come over here. Uh, it wasn't until it actually became a uh, an absolute disaster here in America, where uh, a lot of Trump and a lot of Republicans started using that that kind of language, where this was China's fault, this was um, uh, this they they were the ones that caused this, and and were suffering because of them. That's a very dangerous. That's very dangerous rhetoric. Uh, one because it it transfers responsibility from the Trump administration, which did an objectively terrible job of handling this virus, to a foreign entity. Um, And we know how we can be about that. We can be very jingoistic about that, and we can be, let's just say, racist about that, uh, including, um, uh, you know, uh, Asian American uh, individuals in our very community. So I want us to to be very careful about that when when we try using that language. and the other thing is, regardless of the origin, there's a lot that we knew ab- about this virus, you know, around April or or May of last year in, in terms of its spread. It's very similar to other viruses. We know social distancing works. We know, um, you know, that usually it requires governments to, to actually put restrictions in place uh, to protect individuals. So none of this is is all of a sudden like, Oh, Trump was right all along, and we just, you know, dismiss him of all of all responsibility. But you know that that's what a lot of politicians want from this. So that's my fear, and that's I think something that we need to be we need to be careful about. With that being said, I mean I think it's a good thing to look into the origins. I do think my criticism about the the Biden administration putting out that press release is that they they said that they're giving um, 
intelligence 90 days to to review this i don't think anything is going to come out of this this review i don't think i don't think you can truly fight especially with china not doing us any favors in terms of being um pretty obstructive in 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 any kind of investigation i don't think anything substantive is going to come out of the investigation in in the long term or at least after those 90 days my understanding of the current state of the actual scientific evidence is that it suggests a natural origin, or at least natural origin, even if it was leaked from a lab, it was natural by way of a lab, if that makes sense, not not artificial. Um, as in, it suggests that it was it's evolutionarily derived. That being said, my, my question is, if we can sort of never settle on a determinative, determinative answer based on the evidence you know some people have already drawn their conclusions and it's it's unlikely that they will uh move from that uh necessarily um but if we can't come to a determination then what i mean what are we supposed to believe i guess <laughs> maybe that's kind of a a metaphysical question but but um it, it's frustrating to be in a state of of kind of limbo because it, you know it, potentially the answer is out there. Potentially people know it, and we will just never figure it out, right? The truth is out there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Conspiracy <laughs> theory episode. Well, I was just gonna jump in as a conspiracy here, the conspiracy theorist here. What do you guys think of? Because I remember hearing mention, and this this supports the conspiracy side of it. I remember hearing mention that that the, that the virus targeted minorities more. Yeah, are not targeted, but like it's appeared to affect, right? Well, it, the virus itself does not target minorities. It's uh, more it's 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 the social structures that we've created uh, that you know my, minorities uh, work in places that uh, it's easier for it to transmit. They they work in a lot of hospitality and leisure type of thing. That's not like the the virus itself. Like there's also lifestyle factors. They tended to smoke, be obese. Uh, Things like that. Right. It's not like the virus transmits among minorities quicker than it does among uh, other like white people or anything like that. It's, it's lifestyle, social structures, stuff like that, uh, which that's a whole other conversation. The thing, again, another thing that concerns me, and I think something that we, you know, you mentioned that, like, what are we supposed to do when, when we don't have like a smoking gun is ideally be rational about it you know i say that yeah maybe maybe um this coming from a lab is a plausible um scenario but also there's nothing that has told us that this is what happened there's nothing absolutely conclusive that that says that this actually originated from a lab so people already saying like the this joe biden and uh, the Biden administration coming up with this this release and saying that they're going to investigate further, saying that's proof that it came from a lab, uh, that's that's definite, and and now we need to uh, see why. That's that's taking a jump too far. Like you've already jumped several logical steps, and now I'm hearing talk about like, well, was this weaponized? Maybe we should see if this if China was weaponizing this virus uh, to unleash upon the world. Which to me that doesn't make any sense why would they do that why would they uh, unleash a, a virus in their very own soil with the hopes that it's just going to spread around the world uh and for what for what geopolitical or economic reasons would, would they do that um it was also a virus it was also a weapon that could could be defeated by wearing masks and like some basic common sense like china 
China knew that certain countries were going to follow common, I guess. Yeah, that's a- and unleash a virus when when China themselves didn't have a vaccine. And then, uh, you know, Pfizer and Moderna got to the vaccine first. And I think all vaccines are good. I think if you have a, a access to a vaccine, whatever it is, get it. But, you know, the the Moderna, uh, Moderna and Pfizer vaccines have a, have a higher efficacy rate than than the Chinese uh, vaccines so far. Um, why? You know, if if Ch- if China did this on purpose, why wouldn't they have some sort of vaccine in place for for to protect their, uh, the, you know, their citizens? It doesn't make any. And also, like, there was just a, an outbreak in China right now with the, the Delta variant in southeastern China that's causing havoc. So they don't even have complete control, even through their uh, all the all the um, measures that they've taken, because this is a very hard thing, like a, a virus that transmits the way COVID-19 does is a very hard thing to control, even when a country takes all the precautions uh, um, necessary. It's still better that they do, but it's difficult to to eliminate outbreaks altogether. I'll say one thing that supports the well, it doesn't necessarily support. Well, it, I guess, again, it's it's one of those things when you're talking about sort of circumstantial evidence. The, la- the Wuhan lab apparently did what's called change of function research, which is somewhat controversial. Yeah, gain of I don't function. think there's any evidence, gain of function. And I don't think there's any evidence that it had anything to do with the COVID, the COVID itself, but you know, maybe uh, again, we're conspiracy episode a little bit, but, but the gain of function research one, it would, it could be the reason that, you know, before I said that they had admitted to having like something that was 96% related, it could be the reason that it, you know, and two, it, it, it got to the hundred percent or the COVID vaccine or COVID virus that we know. And two, uh, it is controversial research because it does make, uh, viruses more dangerous or potentially could make viruses yeah, more transmissible. A lot of places I believe have, have, uh, banned it or considered banning that kind of research. Um, so that is another factor that even if they didn't, you know, again, this is connecting a lot of threads that may not necessarily be connected. That's kind of what we're doing in this episode. But the the thread would be they were doing gain of function research on COVID. It gained, it became more infectious. And then I, I agree with Gus. It doesn't seem like that they, that there's really any evidence that they let it out on purpose. It would probably be the, if they weaponized it and then it got out, something like that um, would be the more reasonable <laughs> explanation of the of the the plethora of, of explanations that we're we're discussing from the le- more absurd to the the more possible. Yeah, my conclusion at this point, you know, the, without any any further evidence, uh, is that I do think. The media, and in fact myself, was probably too dismissive of the lab origin. That being, and I think there should be more uh, more investigations done into that, and so hopefully there's more information that comes out. That being said, you know, all things being equal and knowing what we know now, I still think uh, natural origin is the most likely scenario because of Occam's Racer, because that's that's what's happened before. That's what happened with SARS. That's what's happened with MERS. Um, MERS came from a camel. Uh, even Ebola, we actually don't know the origin of, of Ebola, but we and it's been around since the 70s. But I don't think any of us think that 
or disputes the fact that it's probably from a natural origin. Um, that's simply been the case before. There's been other coronaviruses before. This one just happens to be more transmissible and, and deadlier. And but that's it. That these things happen in in nature, and it, it was pretty silly to think it wasn't going to happen again. So if they find again, this is maybe this is not the question for this podcast because I don't know if anyone knows the answer. But if they find the variant identical, um. Which they may have, again, I don't want to speculate, but I saw this paper come up about uh, a very similar virus they found in the wild. But if they find the identical virus, does that prove that? I guess it doesn't prove it, right? Because it could have transmitted backwards from humans to animals then, right? Mm, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, again, I'm just speculating, but it, it doesn't necessarily, I guess. Where do they find it? Oh, uh, in an animal, right? So they haven't they have not found an animal host for COVID. Yeah. yeah. They have not found the animal origin. Uh my understanding is they've found things that are very close uh, but have not found the, the actual the actual origin. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said with Ebola, we haven't found the natural origin either and we've known about Ebola since the 70s. So they, one of the reasons these you know the, the virus the, the lab origin well, is plausible and probably will remain plausible is that there is no smoking gun. We haven't found that origin. So until we do, it's going to live. Now, again, I hope people are rational about it and don't immediately jump into conclusions and say it's a bioweapon from China meant to destroy the American democracy. Don't worry about it. We're doing that ourselves. Um, so <laughs> we got other things to worry about. All right, let's go to our fun topic. Let's talk about unidentified flying objects it's been making the rounds lately uh we want to be uh we want to be uh actually they the government has a new term for these what's the new term they're now they're now unidentified aerial phenomenon oh huh. uaps shoot yeah you don't want to call them objects they may be uh light i guess yeah you're right that's that's insensitive um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, the reason this has been making the rounds is there, there's been some footage that has come out recently. Uh, there was an interview in 60 Minutes with a Navy pilot talking about how he, on a basically daily basis, would see these phenomenons uh, or these objects, whatever you want to call it. And, and footage has come out. And truthfully speaking, they're weird, right? It's it's very hard to to explain these. These are objects that are rotating. Uh, they're moving at a pretty high speed. The Navy pilots themselves have been quoted in saying that this is something like they've never seen before. They can't explain it. Uh, President Obama uh, recently uh, actually came out. Uh, uh, well, he was doing an interview with James Corden, and his quote here is. Um, and I'm going to quote it here. What is true, and I'm actually being serious here, is that there is footage and records of objects in the sky that we don't know exactly what they are. Eric, I'm going to throw this to you. All right. Well, be honest here. Mm -hmm. Be open. Yeah. We're, we're all inclusive here in Friendly Reminder. Uh -huh. We welcome all opinions. Oh, no, not all opinions, but we welcome some <laughs> of them. Are you an alien? Okay. <laughs> uh, what do you think these objects are? I think... Well, do you guys want to know what the uh, what the what the do you guys know what the commander saw? Commander David Fravor is who we're talking about is the pilot. He's a top gun pilot for the Navy. Why don't you summarize it yeah. for the listeners? Yeah, and basically what happened is this is this is what I understand. 
Um, he they were actually on a. It was basically like a like a dog fighting training kind of thing. It was like going to be like a two v two, like two two F eighteen Hornets versus two, and they canceled the whole thing uh, because they got a call from their their uh, their radar guy that hey we've we have this thing on radar we don't know what it is you know go check it out we want you to go check it out so they they uh, based on the area because they're close to the California Mexico border. They thought they were going to be like drug runners or something, right? Um, so they go check it out. As they're approaching, they see um, like an area of the water breaking, like as if there's something close to the surface underneath, right? So like, you know, waves will break when there's like coral underneath or something there, right? Like it'll, it'll be like some whitewash. And there's a cross-shaped whitewash, sort of like a, a, a plane. And above it, there was a tic tac shaped UFO, kind of, uh, kind of moving around, kind of uh, north, south, east, west, north, south, east, west, kind of like, but without inertia. Like imagine a, a ping pong ball inside of a champagne glass, and you shake it. That's how it was moving. As they approached, it noticed them, and it started, it started going up at, at the same rate that they were going down. And then as it crossed their nose, it just kind of took off. And that's what that's that's what the the commander said uh, on Rogan and other 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 places. So it zipped off, it disappeared off the radar. Sixty seconds later, their radar guy comes back in. And he's like, "You're not gonna believe this. It's it's here. It's like it's back to where you guys were training before, which was gonna be their next point. So it went to that next point that they were gonna go to before they did. And." Uh, they also talked, you know, they, they got some more information from the radar tech and, and the, the radar tech admitted that they had actually been seeing these for a while and that they'd been coming in from above 60,000 feet, which is the extent of their radar range. So it's been coming in from above that. It'll come in from above that to 100 feet in about a second. So that's how fast these things are flying. So clearly it's nothing like what we consider to be uh, military aviation, right? Or like at least uh, with our American technology, we have. could it be secret American technology though? Nope, no, no propellers, be. no wings, no exhaust. But that's what I'm asking exactly. you, Eric. Like, you still haven't answered my question. Like, okay, why do you think that? It better be either aliens or secret American technology. We spend more than the next fifty countries combined on our military, so if they have some shit that we don't have, that is not cool. Based on so. Obviously, I'm on a podcast. I got into podcasts at some point, right? Well, recently, I have been getting pretty deep into UFO podcasts. And everything I hear says that the Tic Tac UFOs actually belong to the tall whites. What are the tall whites? The tall whites are those tall white aliens that Republicans. are described as... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess a lot of... Some people call them the Nordics. They're, 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 they're taller than humans. They have pale skin and like platinum blonde hair and, and big blue eyes. Um, so long story short, though, actually, you, you, so you think this is an alien aircraft or technology? Yeah. So what are they? Yeah, and they like based on what you've listened to, research, like what what do they want? What are they doing here? Um, well, if they are near the water, and actually this well, this water thing is a new revelation, is a new thing, and one of the one of the things re released by the Pentagon was footage of one of them going into the water. 
uh, without making a splash and without any change in, in speed or anything. So those are actually now being called USOs, Unidentified Submerged Objects. Real conspiracy here. We spend a lot of time making new acronyms. Not designing yeah. tic-tac chips. <laughs> no, they do it on purpose. They do it on purpose so that they know who is saying what, uh, where the information is going. Uh, the first one to say, actually, yeah, the first one to say UAP in public was Hillary Clinton on, I think it was like Jimmy Kimmel or something. She's the one that's like, oh, no, they, we, we don't call them UFOs anymore. We call them UAPs. Uh, so it was it was above the water, right? And there was something in the water. So maybe there's a base in the water, which is actually they talk about a lot in, in the UFO podcast that that they uh, there's even uh, lakes in in Russia that that have been known to have sightings and have, you know, have sightings, have these come out of the water. Has anybody ever tried to investigate the base? Well, they can't find it. Oh, I see. It's not just where the ships go down it's in the water that's just it's 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 assumed yeah, oh, ships go down and come up and never see where okay. they come from this is just i've seen this movie it's called the abyss <laughs> it's really good james cameron uh but uh, okay but i still don't understand because hmm. let's let's come to the conclusion that it is an alien aircraft okay. or an alien technology uh -huh. of, of sorts yeah let's just just jump in there because i think it's okay, fun so right why, like, why like, are they here? look i love i love science fiction yeah. i love first contact movies i uh, i love all that shit mm -hmm. but what i would i would dread a scenario where aliens find us first because that would mean that they have uh light speed technology they have technology far beyond our capacity yeah which means we're sitting ducks right mm -hmm. like we're, oh, yeah. no, that we're we're we have we're, we're ripe to be conquered and and to have our resources taken by by the same. Oh, don't species. say that. <laughs> I mean, why? Well, you. Like, we humans have done it to other humans. You so think they're listening to friendly come... reminder and they're like, "Wait, this guy's got a great idea. <laughs> Steal their resources." Those, those are the weird. Those are the weird five listens that come from Russia or something. It's, it's our alien friends. Well, let me um, ask you this. Do you think they're, they have the same kind of conquering spirit that we humans do, you know, like, so are they curious? Are they maybe, maybe they see us as like this, like kind of like, Oh, look at this, this species. Like it's, it's, it's growing and it's going to, yeah. maybe in the future is going to be a galactic superpower. And we want to kind of like the Eternals. We want to, we want to help them out. They, they look, see us the same way we see smelly, we're, hairless yeah, we're interesting to them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, if this is like a, a million year advanced society, we're like a two, two, we're like a less than 10,000 year society. Like we're super far advanced to us. We're, yeah, we're we're interesting to them. We're like, whoa, these guys are weird. They're doing all this kind of stuff, and 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 I I think so. The the reason is why are they here? Then is that what, what your question is? Why like if they are here, why are they here? Yeah, like are they are they are they interested in our like our future? Yeah. As oh a, yeah. No, they've had, they've they're, they've been interested because they should be very disappointed, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. No, they've they've been interested in our future and, and supposedly have influenced have influenced history. Yeah, but what? Why they are here? Uh, one of the big, one of the, the big reasons they are here supposedly is for hybridization. Wait, so they before we go down they the hybridization is that, what you, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Which I know could be pretty. How intense. many abductions do you know? Or actually, I guess I'll just let you know. There's been a lot of abductions where people walk out without sperm, or where babies are taken from pregnant. Oh, I'm gonna need women. some citations here. Sam, what do you think? Like, what when when you because look, objectively speaking, these are strange. Now, 
I hate the fact that it's always these like blurry, which is why you know I'm always skeptical. Like, why is it always blurry ass footage? Like, why can't if we have the military like gravity wave around the ship? That's a little too convenient. <laughs> yeah, that's a little too convenient. Like, this is what I think, and since this is a conspiracy episode, I'm not afraid of saying this. We're actually aliens. All right. The end. Is this some Battlestar Galactica shit? Like we're yes. going to find the Earth. Again. But how are we aliens? Um, we're related yeah. to all the other animals. No, they came down and they advanced us. Oh, I was, okay. I was being sarcastic. No, but for real, like you, you, uh, Sam, you, you, you love, you love like military technology and like the history of 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 the military. I, I suppose, but like what? I think it's very possible that there are military aircrafts that exist that can do strange things and don't look like military aircrafts, but I also think, look, the universe is enormous. How is it possible? And, like, we've known about light speed for what is it now, like, 50 years or something? How, like, light can or nothing can travel faster than the speed of light. I think it's impossible to go against that. I think I think that if aliens were if aliens wanted to come here, they were huge. There are a huge disappointment in us, mostly because of what we've done as a society to this planet and how we're still kind of jerks to each other, you know? So I don't think aliens have visited us yet, unless like the government actually comes out and says, hey, look, aliens have come here. You know, they've done this stuff, they've done that stuff. I I won't believe it. I can send you guys so many podcast episodes. I would be interested in more science on the issue. Like, what we should try to go find... Like, people should try to go find these uh, bases. Eric, do, do you think the mm. government is already aware of these creatures? And, and they're okay. just like, hey, we're going to keep this on the down low. Hell yeah. Leave us alone. Do people go... But, I mean, like, if these dudes are in the bases, then we should go try to find one. I don't know, or take pictures. Absolutely, yeah. I'll I'll go to the next. I'll go to the next level. Do you think there's a cabal of individuals who are working with the cabal of pedophiles? No, they they send they send dudes to do that for them. That and don't tell them anything. There's a look up if you guys if any of you guys have Amazon Prime, look up a documentary called Walking with the Tall Whites. It's about a guy that was hired by the military to be a weatherman. They sent him out to this. Uh, isolated area that ended up having uh, and he heard he heard stories of of a of a of a specter let's say called range for harry and range for harry was actually a tall white and all the tall whites lived out there and he like hung out with them and 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 the reason that the government picked him was because he was such a boring person and the tall whites are so skittish that they wouldn't be afraid of him because he's um when when you hang out with the tall white, uh, I'm gonna go too far down. Why are they skittish? Hold on, hold on, hold on. They, because, I they had, I'm not trying to be because mean, we they are. Have, they have underground bases, but also they're hanging out with the boring guy. I don't understand. We're talking about different species. Here. Oh, There's I thought they were tall whites. Oh, so the the underground bases are not tall whites. There's something else. I don't think so. No, yeah. I thought you. So there's more than one. Let me let me say this. Uh, look up the the look. I know we're not supposed to endorse other podcasts. <laughs> it's, it's forbidden. I, I will rules. say 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, guess guess who? You'll never guess. Somebody who is really, really big in this and is investing a lot of money and time and and is actually meeting with senators about this is uh is a guitarist of a famous punk band we grew up. We I thought you were gonna say Elon Musk. Musk. Yeah, Maybe. Blink Blink One Eighty Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Tom a DeLong. huge. He, he, I do that. Guys. He wrote the song "Aliens Exist." Then he went on to be an mm-hmm. alien art and form. He apparently was on Joe Rogan. I just made that up. He's not an yeah. alien ant form. <laughs> on Joe Rogan, he said that there's a connection between <laughs> there's a connection between aliens and Atlantis. Oh, that's man. Wow, that's, that that's so. That's so that's the base. <laughs> okay, that's the base. Is Atlantis? You're familiar with the card. I think you mentioned it. You mentioned the Kardashev scale, right? Like. What type of civilization is this? We've got type one, type two. We're not sure. There's different, like I said, as far as I know, well, this will give you an idea. The The closest species that I know of is supposedly the Grace. They're 39 light years away in a star system called the Zeta Reticulis, Reticuli star system, which is a binary star system. That means that there's there's two stars like swirling around each other and plant, planets around that, right? And... And that's 39 light years away. The tall whites are supposedly from 109 light years away. So I would imagine the tall whites have more advanced technology. They're the ones in the Tic Tacs. Those are smaller ships versus the the saucers, which is what the greys fly. So the tall whites are more advanced. Are the superior species. Mm Mm-hmm. Typical, fucking typical. <laughs> they, and and both, of those, both of those races are 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 uh, in, in in like in contact with our government. All right. At so type two. one is uh, is a species that have been able to harness all the energy that is available from a neighboring star. So if we if we were type mm, one, we'd be able to harness. I the don't sun, think the I don't know. with like a Dyson sphere or whatever the fuck kind of shit elon musk wants to do um <laughs> and jess bezos did you see did you guys hear about that shit he's gonna put his life on the line and go to mars i thought he was just going to space good. No, he's going to mars <laughs> yeah good that's what i say too <laughs> he's getting a he 10 billion dollar bailout yeah from the government oh, God. dan <laughs> i want to ask you because i mean look th- this is hard to explain right uh, i don't buy the fact that it's it's alien technology or at least like i would want to i would need more i would need more than what's been showed so I, far I but can give you more no no i want i want a different perspective here uh what do you think is because i don't think it's out really that out of the ordinary to think that maybe another country has like it you know it's not just money that that creates technology it's its minds and it's it's uh, breakthroughs that don't necessarily mean that they have the highest budget uh private entities you know <laughs> exactly go, it could go. be just like a private pmc a private military contractor doing some crazy shit um what what's what i think i don't know i mean uh, i don't have enough information to make a conclusion could it be aliens i, I think it could be um i think if i had to put if i had to assign a probability to it i would say i would lean towards it probably being human just something we're not aware of versus aliens uh because we are because we do know that technology that we don't know is likely to exist whereas aliens we haven't had any direct sort of very blunt evidence of that again that that just might be my sort of natural skepticism um i don't I have not found an Eric. We you've shared a couple of the different podcasts and stuff, and I'll continue to look at whatever you throw my way. I have not found it like 
Do you, so we I listened to I watched a little bit of a documentary and I'm going to back and watching the whole thing and I watched the interview with Bob Lazar. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, who was the guy who said he worked at uh, one of the facilities near Area 51 yeah, and Area saw Sports. like crafts and things like that and technology that was not possible on Earth. Although I don't believe. I ever got to a point where he sort of conclusively said it was from, or no, he did. He said he saw, found documents that suggested it was from space, right? Something that's, like that. That's where the Zeta reticuli thing comes yeah. from. Yeah. He, yeah. So the, my main problem, and, and, you know, we can debate it because we can talk about the different things about Bob Lazar and whether he's credible or not. But my main issue with Bob Lazar isn't that I find him not credible. It's just that I find... That I don't that it seems like from his stories, there are a bunch of other people around that you would think someone one or two other people from those stories could come out and confirm what he said. And I know, yeah, you can say, yes, it's it's you know, it's difficult because there's cover ups and he gets threats from the government and things like that. I don't know if, you know, that's the case or not. But, you know, again, that's not necessarily what I what I'm saying is that's not proof of that it happened, right? That he gets uh, that he that no one else comes forward. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. Like the absence of someone else coming forward is not proof that it exists, right? right. Yeah. So not and and again, not that I'm like and again, I will I'll look at all the stuff and I'm gonna go back and watch the documentary because I I know you said that that it looks kind of deeply and that he's ultimately, he's like raided by the FBI or yeah, something. So at the I, beginning, be... at the very beginning of the documentary, the, it zooms on the, on the phone as he's receiving pictures of, as Jeremy right, getting written, yeah. getting raided by the FBI. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's sort of where I stand, which is sort of a curious, but skeptical eye. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in, in diving into the world of it and especially uh, you know, now that we've all kind of become untethered from reality, <laughs> all searching for our our secret truths inside of ourselves, uh, you know, it seems like it'll be a fun, fun, <laughs> and and the least harmful uh of the conspiracy theories we talked about yeah. so far, probably. It's the funnest one. All right. Yeah. Real quick, let's go around around the horn here. A favorite first encounter movie. So not not sci-fi movie, mm. not where we've already been, not like Star Trek where we've already been hanging out with the aliens. Like favorite first contact movie. I'll go first, buy you some time. Contact. Mm. Contact is I stand by it. I love that I movie. Love I know it has yeah. issues. It has James Wood, which is unfortunate considering his whole situation now. Although he is good at that movie, but but uh, I love Contact. It's my favorite Robert Zemeckis movie. It's great. I still, when it's on TV, I'll watch it. That's a great one. I have a question. Yeah? When you say First Contact, do you mean an advanced civilization coming to us? Or do you mean, uh, could it be anything? like any? So long as it's like the first time we've encountered that alien or alien okay. species. For me... So Star Wars doesn't count. I'm not, I'm not going to say Star Wars. For me, it's Europa Report. Okay. Um, it's a very not well-known movie. I think Netflix made it. Um, it's very good. It's about humans going to one of the Jupiter's moons, Europa, 
and Europa is one with the ice. They think that there's warm water underneath it and that there might be aliens there. Um, I think that would, if we were going to find a civilization, I think that would be the most plausible is that it would be from our solar system first. Fair. And although it would um, probably be microbial, 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 yeah. But, um, this one that well, I, I won't spoil it. It's a very good movie. Well, I guess I did spoil the end, but anyway, <laughs> it's a very good movie. Um, it takes it's it also has a human condition in it, but it's it's really good. Um, and yeah, cool. Europa Report, go very check it tours. out. E.T. Fun Hub. Okay, a classic, <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Dan, what's yours? Um, I'm going to go with kind of a, perhaps a controversial choice. I'm going to go with Independence Day here, baby. Yeah, uh, that was my second yeah, choice. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's, a, it's a blockbuster movie. Hell yes. Welcome to Earth. Starring, I, I, it is the American 90s sci-fi movie. Will Smith. Yeah. Right. Jeff Goldblum. Uh, Jeff Goldblum (laughs) (laughs) teaming up to fight aliens in the most American and kick ass way possible. There's a speech by a president. (laughs) Oh my God. Like a very, yeah, it's an, it's a, it's an iconic speech. A great speech. Uh, Let's see. What else does it have? It has all the iconic American cities and worldwide cities being destroyed. (laughs) Why the White House gets blown up. The White House gets blown up. Exactly. Uh, Yes, it's redneck saves the day. <laughs> exactly, it integrates the 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 conspiracies of the of the the guy who gets abducted, or he thinks he gets abducted, or maybe he was abducted. Yeah, you don't know. It integrates the American mythology, the two great American mythologies, aliens and Will Smith. No, I'm just <laughs> and Mary McDonald is the 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 first wife. Is that yeah, yeah. And then she went on she to be the more, president in Battlestar Iconic roles down yeah. to Vivica Fox, Robert Loja, <laughs> Randy Quaid playing the crazy redneck, oh, Randy yeah. Quaid playing himself, <laughs> Judd Hirsch, the guy from Taxi. I mean, I mean, it was it was uh, it was just a classic uh, movie. It had that scene where the dog nearly escaped yeah, it didn't death. Make any sense from like, a physical like, point just... of view. Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith punches a fucking alien in the face. Yeah. <laughs> he says, Welcome to Earth. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I thought you were going to say oh, Arrival. Arrival is actually, yeah, um, that is a very that That's that a really good movie, yeah. Movie. But you guys need to watch the, uh, uh, there's one called Fire in the Sky. That's, that one's based on a true story. This guy named Travis Walton was abducted. Okay. A true and... story or a true story? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quote, unquote, true story. <laughs> well, I'll check uh, it. He was abducted and he was gone for five days. His uh, logger friends who were with him and saw the whole thing were accused of murdering him. He came back uh, delirious and confused with a crazy story, went through sleep hypnosis, like re- regressive sleep hypnosis and remembered everything and cool. yeah it's crazy yeah all right well check i'll check it out, it out yeah. and see how true it is uh but let's end it there folks um dan thank you so much for joining us today on this wild episode yeah, thanks that was that was a super fun episode eric thank you so much uh, you were very informative appreciate you giving us all that alien talk yeah thank you we welcome you sam so happy to have you back thank you for joining us 
glad to be back and thank you yeah of course and to our listeners are you happy <laughs> are you happy you motherfuckers like is this joe rogan enough for you are you not entertained um hope this was conspiracy enough for you um the truth is out there um what other uh, follow the money um i'm sorry miss jackson the chemtrails are real all all conspiracy all the time here at friendly reminder maybe the truth was in here all along um, for the friends we made along the way no but thank you to our listeners thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time for another episode of friendly reminder <laughs>